Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Dr. Cohen. How are you? I'm good. Are we live? We are live. You've got your full gear on and I don't know. It makes me smile. I guess I'm I don't know if it should make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> you just fully came off geared of it. up with gross anatomy today. <laughs> yeah. I guess you came off of a surgery. I had a surgery earlier and then I was seeing patients today. Nice. But I got like half your painting full of wonderful colors in the background too. So I guess that, that part made me smile. Yeah. It's, it's a go. combo of what you do and what you love. What oh. I do and what I used to do back back in the day when I when I had some freedom. When was the last time you painted? An oil painting? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Maybe maybe residency. So at least twenty years ago. Wow, I didn't know it'd been that long. It's very labor intensive, and and as you know from your brother, who's an artist, Paint Pulse, who's been a guest. It's it's a lot of care, and you got to really clean it and each time you can't just leave it out and so i mean it, it's it, it, at least in my mind it's not something you could just do as a hobby i completely agree because i had this canvas and i was like oh you know i have an idea for this and i'm not a painter but i thought i could pull it off it is so hard yeah you have to really be into it and it's yeah. not easy like i saw something online and i was like that i think i can manage that it's a lot harder than it seems and you were doing it with oil or you were doing it with acrylic? Yeah, I was doing or- it with oil and I didn't like it. And I was like, well, I'm going to add some spray paint to it. Um, like my brother is like really good with spray paint. And then I realized that's extremely hard to be able to do well. So um, it doesn't. Where look- is that canvas now? It's in the garage. Uh, my husband's like, I probably thinks I'm never going to finish it. And he might be right. I'm like, oh, it's trash. You got to You got to send me a picture of it. I'm going to try to get it. A little bit better. I would like to um, have it finished at some point, but well, that's, that's an interesting thing. I was telling my daughter, who's um, doing some art now. She's doing AP art in high school. Um, that I think most artists, but I could be wrong, feel like their paintings are never truly finished, or or not just paintings, their artwork, whatever. It's you know, at some point, you just kind of say, okay, it's now out in the world, and so it's all different stages of of what we're doing. That makes sense. And that's true. I've read of like screenwriters and how I usually feel about scripts, you know, because you always think about like what more you could add or what you could change. And at some point it has to be finished. Right. Right. You could always change. You could always add. But at a certain point, you just got to say enough. Not so much with surgery. With surgery, you really have to finish. (laughs) You You can't can't just just, daydream. You can't just wonder what would happen if I pulled this. Yeah, we've been like, yeah, I'm kind of three quarters of the way done with surgery, but I had enough, so we're done. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a break. Yeah, I'm not going to close this person back up, something like that. See what happens. Yeah, totally different. Can't can't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why you haven't painted in 20 years, because you're a focused surgeon. There you go. But I, you know, I've done some drawing, but not recent either. Not that recent. But And with my kids, we would draw and do some watercolor and stuff like that. And Recently, because my daughter's in studio doing uh, AP art, she had to buy a whole lot of art supplies, and I kind of and I went with her because it was fun for me. And I f- am fantasizing, or or at least when I was with her, you know, whether or not at some point in time we could set up a little studio and do it together. That's that's a thought. 
I can see that happening for you. I was actually going to ask if any of your daughters got your art gene. So the youngest one is into art as well. Yeah, she's in 11th grade and doing AP art already. And I, I couldn't even do AP art as a senior in high school. So I'm crazily impressed um, and a little nervous because it's, you know, a lot of work. Right. Well, that's great. I would love to see some of our art sometime. And then the other daughter you just took off to college, This the middle daughter. The middle daughter. She started college last week. I was happy for her, you know, to be going on to a next stage of life, but sad that she's leaving and, and a real adult now and, and just all of that, you know, it, it's sad. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy how sad it could be. Aw, well, so you've talked about work-life balance before. I don't mean this to be mean in any way, but is it easier now that you only have one child at home or is it just as difficult to achieve the work-life balance? Lauren, you're mean. (laughs) I know. I know you miss your daughters. I was just wondering, um, like, is it easier with less children at home? No, no way. You know, if, and if anything, um, you know, I have to focus on the, the one child who's at home and the wife who's at home, who, who you have to, you know, focus on more because she, you know, we together, one of our daughters is away. So, so there's a void there for her. And, and to some degree, you know, I, I have to fill that void a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I've been dying to ask you, you texted me last night that you were going to the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert because one of our guests on a previous episode that everyone should listen to if they haven't, because it's one of my favorite episodes, Josh Hum. He's a musician, producer, Queens of the Stone Age. So he invited you to the tribute concert. He did. You know, it's funny. Um, so his name is Josh Hum uh, or Hum or, or you know, and I think one of the people on stage, like one of the rockers, um, gave Josh a shout out. And I think I, I forgot to ask Josh this. It sounded like he called him like Josh homies or something like that. Or right. uh, So I don't think anybody I don't even think Josh knows how to pronounce it. <laughs> so tricky. So yeah. you met up with him and you watched the show, the tribute. We watched the show. Yeah. And and we saw him after he finished. He, he came and gave me a hug, you know, when Aww. he was done. Um, which was nice. Uh, and he, and he, he got to my youngest daughter, uh, Izzy got to meet him. So that was kind of fun. And Bernice has already had already met him. So, uh, but it was nice to just talk to him for a few minutes before he had to go back to his thing. Okay. So what was your, was besides him, who was your favorite act? So, you know, what was interesting, it, it wasn't really, it was just like a, a mix of stuff and they did a lot of tribute stuff and, and like, what was fun was they had uh, one of the guitarists from the cars uh, there, you know, just a lot of different guys from a lot of different bands who loved uh, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins were there. So they played random songs from different bands. So but Josh did the singing when they did a couple of car songs. So that was really fun. I thought, you know, they did uh, shake it up and they did. Um, I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time. Uh, yeah. Do you know the cars? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the song title is, but I know the song. I guess you're just what I needed. Just what I needed. Yeah. So that was really fun. He did those two songs. I thought that was great. 
Um, he did a couple of his his own songs from two of his bands, which was cool too. But what I thought was really fun was uh, they did Panama. Uh, who sings yeah. Panama? Uh, is it is it Van Halen? No. Yeah, Van Halen. That's yeah. right. So one of the Van Halen guys were there, and they did a couple of songs. They did uh, Hot for Teacher, mm-hmm. but Panama was great. Panama was a lot of fun. You know why I know that, though, is because I saw Taylor Hawkins. He did Redondo Beach had one of their first music festivals and I went to it and he was there. He had a Van Halen uh, like cover band, basically like, a you know, in honor of them. And he instead of drumming, well, I think he, he played drums, but he was also like the lead singer. He came out in a full leopard unitard, just like full rocker mode. Like he wasn't the best singer, but he was great. And his energy was amazing. I was like, he he plays for the Foo Fighters. He must have millions. He didn't need to be doing this like little show, but he did it just because he loves singing and playing. And he loves Ben. Yeah. He was just out there. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anybody who just enjoyed music so much and you know, obviously wasn't doing that performance for the money. It was really great to see. And that's what this show kind of was. It was just like Jack Black came out for a little bit. Like it was just random people who love Taylor Hawkins, who get Joe Walsh uh, uh, from the Eagles. I mean, it was just like a mate, like it was just fun. They didn't even need to perform. It was just kind of cool seeing them come out on the stage, you know, but it was, you know, so many different guys were playing drums um motley crew i mean it was it was like uh and i'm not a big rock guy but it was just a lot of fun to see all those people out there well obviously i didn't know taylor hawkins personally but i i mean i got the impression he just loves music and talking to musicians so he must have just been like picking everyone's brains just like friends with all these other rockers it's so cool yeah yeah that's what it seemed like seemed like everybody really loved him uh you know which which was amazing. And Josh was great. I mean, he was kind of, he almost like was the second MC, like uh, uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, Grohl was, was like the number one guy, but then um, Josh was like, you know, he, he was pretty involved in the whole thing and it was a lot of fun. That's great. And so was there like you, you were given tickets. Was were people purchasing tickets and like, did it go to some cause or something or did it, were the, you know, I must confess, I don't know what it went to, um, but I think it may have gone to some good thing. But yeah, we we were given those seats, the three of us, and and uh, you know we were just down on the floor, um, which was just you know walking around, really fun. That's cool. Yes, yeah, it's sad. I mean, I imagine most of our audience knows who he is, uh, famous for his Foo Fighter legendary drumming drumming skills. But um, he died at the age of 50. And I was looking because I never heard the cause of death. But I think it's another one of those with a lot of different pills, opioids. Uh, so that kind of thing. Yeah. He was on antidepressants. Yeah. I guess it just mixes and your heart. I mean, you know, you're a doctor. Your heart. What, does it like literally like get heavy, like too big? Like what happens? Well, yeah, I read that, too. You know, that his heart was supposedly the, twice the size of normal. But I know. I'm like, that's how not- true can that be? Yeah, that's well, it could be true, but it's not like direct. Oh, you take that drug and that's going to happen. I mean, he may have he may have had like congestive heart failure or cardiomyopathy just from his life and doing everything he was doing. Or maybe he had an underlying thing and that made it worse. It's hard to say for sure. But, you know, the reality is, is 
it's rock and roll, you know, they're, <laughs> it's an amazing life that these guys have and, and it's an amazing energy and, and they're artists too. And artists, you know, tend to be troubled a little bit, a lot of times and, and tend to, you know, sometimes be, I think calling it fringe is not the right word, but, you know, just emotional souls, you know? So yeah, unfortunately, you know, that's what happens. Yeah, no, I mean, it happened to Tom Petty too. You're like, uh, it's, it's a lot of the opioids and like, you don't realize they're on their feet all the time. They're like up at different hours, like their body's just like prints, you know, like on all these like painkillers, like they have a hard lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, you would think that musicians or rock stars who make it would retire the same way, you know, athletes do, you know, because mm-hmm. you hear like, like an athlete will retire at 40, you know, and, and that's a long career. Right. You know, you and, and same kind of thing. It's so grueling and stuff. So um, you don't really hear musicians saying at 40, I'm out. Right. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it definitely takes a toll on your body. That's why. I mean, I saw Mick Jagger. Uh, I feel like it was like 15 years ago now. And he was just amazing. Apparently, he does aerobics like three times a day. Like you wouldn't right. even have the same <laughs> energy. It's crazy. Right. He's like his he, you know, from what I hear is is very active in terms of like you said aerobics like he's training he's doing stuff so that he could do what he does and and that's how he's able to do it i which is amazing too yeah i mean i have no idea if he's like sober or what but yeah he's he's got to be like almost 80 now he's still doing up there yeah he's he's getting up there so i guess some people can pull it off i don't know anything else you want to tell us about the show uh, just, it was fun. It was really fun. It was really entertaining and it felt good. And, and there was a lot of love and, and it was really nice. It was exciting. Oh, good. I'm glad. All right. Then we can segue into what we're watching. I'm watching something that sounds like it's related to the show. It's called the patient. Have you heard of it? The patient on Hulu. It's an FX joint. I feel like I saw something about who's in that. Steve Carell. Right. What is it? Okay. So at first I didn't want to watch it because it sounded too scary. And you know how we feel about scary things. We hate scary. Hate scary things. But it's scary. But I didn't really have anything else to watch. And I heard Steve Carell give such a good performance. So he's he's a a therapist, a psychiatrist. And this patient kidnaps him, has like his leg chained to like the wall. He has like a bed and everything. And he wakes up with his leg chained. And the the serial killer just wants him to curb his homicidal urges. And that's if there's like a 10 part series about like him in this room with a serial killer. Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. So the serial killer kidnaps Steve Carell because he yeah. wants Steve Carell to help him with his homicidal urges. Yes. Okay. But it, does, I know. Yeah. So it sounds really scary, but it's really not that scary. And there's some really good scenes in it. And there's some like flashbacks to him. He's, Jewish and then his son, I guess, is estranged become because he went into an ultra orthodox religion. So there's like different Wait, who's who's Jewish? Steve Carell or the yeah. killer? Steve Carell. I mean he's not Jewish in real life, but right. uh-huh. interesting. I it does it seem believable? Like it sounds like a little does it it seems well, I think it's okay. good in why it's good and not scary is because it's really just like it's like 21 minutes. Like the 
episodes are really short. I think that's what's good about it. It's just like, like kind of like flashes and scenes of his emotions and his life. And he is really good in it so far. Um, okay. So you recommend it? I do. Did we ever talk about The Shrink Next Door? No. Oh, yeah. I think we did. I think I started that. Or I listened yeah. to the podcast and you watched it. Do you watch right. the whole show? No, I never finished it. I kind of lost interest, too. Okay. But there's just so much stuff. There is so much stuff. So I don't know if the patient's exactly what you're going to watch, but it's, it's out there for anyone that wants to see it. It's worth a watch, I think. Yeah. My kids watched and told me I should watch the movie that Olivia Wilde directed, that movie that came out recently with Harry Styles. Yeah, it's like all over entertainment news. Right. What is it called? Why did I forget what it was called? Um, it's, it's like Stepford Wives. No, don't spooky. worry, darling. Is right. It? And it's supposedly spooky and scary also, but they said I should still watch it, even though it's spooky and scary. Okay. It's like a psychological thriller, kind of like this show, I guess, probably. Yeah, I think so. Spooky, scary, kind of, but I don't know. So maybe I will try to watch it. Who knows? Yeah, go go out to the movies if you got the time. Yeah, but speaking of spooky and scary, we went to Universal Studios uh, two weeks ago, two weekends mm-hmm. ago, or 10 days ago. And my wife made me go on The Mummy with her. The mummy? Yeah. Have you been on that? <laughs> no, I have not. Is that scary? Well, you know, do, are you a roller coaster fan? No. No, me neither. Oh, big wusses. So I close my eyes on most of it. <laughs> I, <wish laughs> I really, I closed my, I mean, I did it and I didn't complain. And then she said, wasn't that fun? And I was like, uh, not really, <laughs> but I didn't complain at all. I did it. And we also did, what was the other one? Um, the mummy and the water one. What was the water one? Yeah, that was water, kind of, water world. The whole, oh, that's not a ride. Though. No, that's the show. Um, we did the mummy and I don't know. Jurassic Park. Is that it? Yeah. Jurassic Park. I haven't, I haven't done that one. We did Jurassic Park. That was okay. But the mummy. Don't um, they have like. Fright Fest or something? Or did you go before that? You went before like... It was before that, yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no Fright Fest for me. There's there's no way I'm doing that. Okay. But even even The Mummy was was enough for me. That's That was more than I needed to do. Yeah, I wish I could like think roller coasters were fun. But the few times I've gone... I've gotten on one before because of my husband asked me to. And the whole time I just want it to be over. Like I don't find it fun at all. I'm just like... No, me neither. It's over. But, but I did roller coasters as a kid and I think I enjoyed that. Like I, I don't remember hating them and I remember being into going on them, mm-hmm. you know, as a teenager and stuff with my friends, but it may have just been because you feel like you have to, but, but um, I always liked the water rides, the flumes, you know, where you go down and, to, and get splashed. Yeah. For some reason I kind of, even though it was a drop, I kind of liked those. Well, that's good. So look, look at you branching out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. very, that's cool. All right. Well, I think we got a good, that's a good show. If you want you to like the show? show? You <laughs> enjoyed the show? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining us. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. 
Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.